The Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. Today on the show, we're talking unusual birthday cake requests. Can I conquer what my six-year-old has asked me to do? Yeah. That's a fussy eater. I thought I was a fussy eater, but this is next level. It is indeed. And uh, we also get into the, the world of uh, the week of news, and I wrap it up quite nicely. Uh, some if I say, say so <laughs> probably, it probably should lead this podcast. I'd put it if sure, I was producing wow. this podcast, I'd have it right at the top. If it's not, can you just stop talking? <laughs> also, from a famous granddad pulling some serious strings to a guy with a tattoo about his girlfriend's next job that she doesn't even have yet, we unpack the world of entertainment, the crazy world of entertainment today. And we're approaching Easter, aren't we? And yes. it's time to start stocking up on the old chockey and the hot cross buns. Make sure you don't miss out. There's nothing worse than going to the supermarket and just all the dud eggs are left. <laughs> yeah, it is. You don't, you don't want to be yes. that person. So you've but got to get in early, is what you're saying. Maybe when you're shopping um, in the coming week, uh, you will be looking at the chocolate a little differently. So today, um, a chocolate index has been put out um, by an organisation that wants to create um, more socially responsible chocolatiers, environmental and is there governance where it needs to be? So they have assessed 31 major chocolate makers and given them ratings. Now, only four of these companies, and this is worldwide, got what they call the good egg rating, which is the best rating you can get. And I'm proud to say that Whitaker's Chocolate, our Kiwi company, was one of those four. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Apparently one of the big things that Whitaker's does is they can track their cocoa beans right down to the exact farm. So it's completely traceable wow, where the chocolate is coming from. Another chocolate on the list that piqued my interest was Tony's Chocoloni. It's a Netherlands brand. Okay. It's really nice. Not just because it's named after me, okay? <laughs> they named the chocolate after you. That's impressive. <laughs> and the other two good egg brands were Alter Ego, which is one in the US, and Chocolate Hellbar, which is a Switzerland chocolate. Right. Now, now we go to the naughty list. Oh, yeah, yeah. actually in a name and shame. This yeah. is brilliant. All right. Well, I think we should because four companies <laughs> – failed to even put themselves up. They didn't want to participate, and you know why that's the case. Because there's a big middle ground of all the companies you'd expect, like Mars, Ferrero, Hershey, Nestle, and Lint. They were all in the middle. Not quite good eggs, but doing okay. Okay. The ones that didn't want to partake, Starbucks. And that's their, all the chocolate they get for their hot chocolate drinks. Um, Valrona, that's a French chocolatier. Hmm. Unilever UK, and they do Ben & Jerry's and Magnum's. Uh, and they don't want to take part in this. No, they did not. August Stork, which does Werther's, Torfrey and Mercer. So they are the four, probably, if you're a really ethical buyer, that you don't want to go near. <laughs> Gosh, the world is complicated. I just want an ice cream in the sun, and now I have to go and choose an ethical brand. <laughs> go with Whitakers. <laughs> Feel good with Tony, Jace and Sam's Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. Unusual cake requests for your birthday. Um, we Remember we talked about yeah. it when Neve, the Prime Minister's child, apparently wanted a piano? Cake. That's that right. Time? Yeah, yeah. Didn't end up with an, an iPad in the middle. Is that what she? No, was that the second cake? Clark, Clark made that one with the iPad and That's the little right. remote because she wanted a TV. That's right. And so it can be quite hard. And, and normally I can steer the kids into what type of cake I'm actually capable of making. <laughs> and in the New Zealand Women's Weekly Cake Book, which is um, you know so nostalgic, we all got cakes like that. I, I usually lean them towards that, but that didn't cut the mustard this year. Oh no! And it's always my middle child, Mackenzie, because she's the quirky one that just decides she likes to be different and I will celebrate her individuality and try and come up with the best cake I can. So here's what she's asked for this wow. year. Okay. It's kind of not even a cake. All right. She's asked for a pavlova cake. Oh, pavlova cake. Oh, wow. So That's, I was like, wow. okay, I'm actually, I can do, you know I can cook a good pavlova. You do, I yes. cooked it at your place, Jace, for yes, Christmas. Yes, it was amazing. So I'm like, sweet, that'll be fine. She goes, in the shape of a seven. 
So I've got to do a big pavlova seven. Now, when I do my usual pavlova mix, it only just fits in the mixer and makes one pav. And I'm thinking I need to make two pavs. So can you like line one lot of pav for the, 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 the long part of the seven, quickly make the other one and line the short part of the seven up and then put it in the oven together? And will it even fit? No. There are so many questions. No, there's not. It's, this is a very, very simple solution. What do I do? Well, you, you, you bake the pav in the normal shape and just cut it into a seven. Oh, no. So you just cut maybe two pavs in. I don't think Line the pav long part of this. I'm talking a big seven here. We're not we're not oh. going a tiny little cake. Well, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> you know what I mean? She, <laughs> she, she, has, halfway, you know? she has very high standards. So yeah. if you've got any pavlova uh, suggestions for me, because this is happening today. Oh, um, wow, this I, is your day. I will, maybe I'll film the process and I'll show you my outcome of the pavlova seven. But can't I just have a normal child? <laughs> The Coast Breakfast Catch-Up with Tony, Jace and Sam. I have a birthday cake dilemma. My daughter has turned seven and she's the child like that likes to keep me guessing and she's asked for a pavlova cake, but not a circular one, one in the shape of a seven. And I have had so much feedback. I need to read yeah. this out because people are just coming with wonderful suggestions. On the text machine, Jordan Adams says, uh, my idea is to make two times pavlova rolls and then put together in the shape of a seven. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you're dumb. What is a pavlova roll? Well, How like would that work? A long pavlova roll. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it would come out the same way. Here, another one here. Hey, guys, I don't do pavs, but my sister bakes them straight on an oven tray so you could form the seven out of the tinfoil frame. May use a lot of tinfoil, lol, so maybe try to actually make the frame of a seven and cook it in the frame. Oh, that's oh, a good idea. Very mm. clever. Kim, you've got a suggestion too. What would you do? Good morning. Um, I'd make a whole lot of mini pavs, like meringues, and then arrange them all together as a shape of a seven and fill in all the gaps with some fruit or treats of some kind. Make it kind of a decadent. Oh, that's nice. Cake. It's very decadent. See, I saw your text and I Googled this and this looks very, very fancy. Does it? And you know what? After this advice, Kim, I think I am changing. I am no longer going to make a seven. I'm going to do little mini pavs. So thank you for oh. the inspo this morning. I just hope they come out uh, the same as my big pav. I mean, is, is that I what happens? See the <laughs> is that what happens? The pavs stay the same if you just lose, use less mix yeah, I actually find out they come up a bit more marshmallow. Oh, great! Win-win. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't get caught in the awkward space between a meringue and a pav, though. They're very different beasts. You don't know? you go doubting no, me? No, I'm just saying that your daughter has <laughs> asked for a pavlova, not a meringue cake. I'm just oh. saying. <laughs> Tony Street, Jace Reeves, and Sam Wallace, the Coast Breakfast Catch. Hey, so what we're going to do now is we're going to break down what's been happening in the world of entertainment for the last few days over the last week or so, right? Just in case you've missed anything. But this time we're going to give our own take on it. But we're not going to delve too long. I'm going to give you 30 seconds each to state it, okay? Or 30 seconds all up, okay? All yeah. up. So 15 each. So 15 it's like each. one statement. And then we're going to move on to the next story, okay? I've got three stories. Are you ready? Our producer Shannon has sourced these three stories for us. Okay. Here we go. Three. Bruno Mars lighting a smoke on stage at the Grammys. What do you think? What a loser. Disappointing Bruno. No, absolutely not. Cigarettes have gone full circle. They're cool again. That is, If you're a millennial, that is badass. Great example. Um, you're sitting there for our can, youth, Sam. Do you remember, though, when they took cigarettes out of bars, the only thing that was left was the f- smell of B.O. and fart? Or so someone so, on that stage had B.O. <laughs> I reckon that's why he did it. Someone might have broken wind on the stage, so he lit a cigarette and go, I'll clear the room right here. Oh, I think it's an egg for doing that. All right, there's our 30 seconds. Here we go. Next story. Two. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, they're going out together only for a few months. He's now got a tattoo on his chest saying, my girl is a lawyer. I only have one thing to say about this. I'll give it six months. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Other than the fact that she's actually not a lawyer yet, she hasn't passed her a final bar or whatever it is. She has so, passed one of the bars. Yeah, but not, she's not completely a lawyer. So he's got the tattoo and it's not even right. You can't claim you're a lawyer and get a tattoo when you're not actually a I lawyer. I think you say my wife could be a lawyer. One day soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mess all over the place, isn't it? Okay, here we go. First, uh, number one story. One. Joe Biden's granddaughter is going to get married at the White House. Ooh. He deserves it. It's his home. He's the president, people. He can do what he likes. And I tell you what, I love a white wedding. <laughs> oh, nice, Trudy. Now, the only problem with this uh, that I have is it's, it's the White House. It's not a wedding venue. You can't hijack the White House and no, use it for I think a if, you, if your granddad's the boss, get, do something for she's, your granddaughter. She's just getting married at granddad's Re- house. Remember Melania messed up all the gardens? Maybe she cut down the proper garden, so it's actually a bit of a mess. I wouldn't get married. <laughs> okay, thank you. There you go. <laughs> feeling a little overwhelmed or maybe a bit blah, we might have something to help because, you know, Wendell Nissen, you know, the former magazine uh, editor and the broadcaster, she's got some tips for us with a new book called Natural Care, Taking Care of Yourself the Natural Way. Morning, Wendell. Good morning. Natural Care, Taking Care of Yourself the Natural Way. Now, look through the contents of this and there's some amazing things in here like parenting yourself and even like a chapter about when you're lost. So how did you get to this point? 11 books later, how did you get to this point here? This is like many books that are coming out now, a COVID book, uh, because in the midst of that first lockdown, I sat there and I thought, you know, we are going to be caring more about each other. And, and I think that is what has happened. We've all taken an elderly neighbour to get a vaccination or we've taken food round to someone who's sick. Or, And I just thought we need to learn how to do that for each other. And not only ourselves, but our neighbours, our friends, our family, uh, but also for the land and growing vegetables and making sure when we grow vegetables, they've got the most nutrition in them. Uh, so, yeah, it's basically on a natural, like all my other books, I did natural home and I did natural, yeah, this one is about caring naturally. So, of course, like all my books, there's, you know, there's really good advice in there on just how to do things that are in tune with the world, really. What I like about you, Wendell, is that you have lived the very uh, much cityified life, fast-paced magazine editor, and now you are living a slower-paced life. Can you just give us an insight into um, how that has changed you for the better, both mentally and physically? Look, it was something I just had to do. Uh, I've suffered from depression and anxiety all my life. But when I was busy, I just got on with it, you know. And I think a lot of people listening have that same reaction. It's like, oh, yeah, well, just, you know, get to work. You'll be fine. Uh, So when I moved up here, it was deliberately so I could just slow down and deal with my mental health and not just keep going. You know, that whole ad soldier on, you know, when you've got a cold, is just ridiculous. We now know that that's not what you should do. Um, And I think I just sort of shed my my city life. Uh, And one of the things I did uh, while I was writing this book is I gave up social media, which had been a huge part of my life and is a huge part of so many people's lives. And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to try and do without that four hours a day of Mm. (laughs) of scrolling, you know, and looking at pretty pictures of cats and, you know, (laughs) just see. And, and, you know, I never went back. So it's stuff like that where you just look at what's happened to yourself and think, how could I be doing that better? And and the book, I call it Pulling Your Britches Up, you know, just going, come on, get real thought your shit out. Yeah, right. So you've moved up to the the hockey younger and you're living what you call an old-fashioned life. What does that mean? And is that old-fashioned life a happier life than the hustle and the bustle? You know what? I don't regret the hustle and bustle. I mean, I had to do it for for very good reasons. A, I love a challenge. I love my career. I had five children to support with my husband. So, you know, there wasn't an option back then. Now my kids are all grown up and I have gorgeous grandchildren. Uh, so it's a different way of looking at life and it's a, it's a way of just putting yourself first 
I guess. I mean, I still struggle to slow down. I still feel guilty if I bother to sit yeah. in the sun and read a book for an hour. And for, you know, you just shouldn't feel guilty about that, you know, or sit in the sun and listen to some music instead of, yeah. you know, scrolling your phone while you're listening to it. Like, actually just focusing on, on the, you know, nature. So even though the hustle and bustle probably would have killed me in the end, um, it was a necessary part of my life. And I certainly don't regret it. But if you have the time, and I think a lot of people working from home now are thinking, huh, maybe I, w- I could do a bit of that now. Yeah, that's right, yeah. exactly. No, yeah, I, without the travel time, that yeah. gives you another yeah. couple of yeah. hours back, doesn't no, it? No, we love this book, Wendell. And, you know, even in that chapter there, How to Fail. And basically it said, How to Look After Yourself. But I love the photos in this as well. It's... Uh, Wendell Nissen's new book is called Natural Care. It is such a good read. Honestly, it is easy to get lost in this. And you should take the time to read this because you owe it to yourself. Catch up and feel good with Tony, Jace and Sam. So this morning's hurdle is this. Now, if you don't know what a hurdle is, I'm going to reset and let you know what this is because it's a phenomenon that's sweeping the internet at the moment. And you can do it every day by Googling hurdle, H-E-A-R-D-L-E. It gives you a second of a song and you have to guess what it is. If you can't get it in one second, then you don't get quite as uh, high accolades and then you're a two-second winner or you're a three-second winner. It's a musical version of Wordle, isn't it? Which is the word quiz, which is along the same lines. Geraldine, what do you reckon today's one is? I think it's Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Let's have another listen. I see why you've thought that. Do you, do you, it, it's actually incorrect. Do you have Girls Just Want to Have I Fun, I do, Jess? and it's, listen to this. So, oh, see, we, well we see done. why you've done that, Geraldine, but it's Geraldine, not that one, though. you are not the only person that has said that. We've had about five or six people text in and say Girls Want to ha- Just Have Fun, but it's not correct. So, Anne-Marie, what do you think it is? Dancing Queen. Yeah, it is. But easy mistake, eh? It shows you how similar, and I like both those songs. Can, so. you, play, can you just play the first little hook again? Yeah, so so this, is the, this is the hurdle one. Yeah, Dancing right. Dancing Queen, and then girls just want to have fun. Oh, I see. Right, it is time to jump into our moment to reflect. Uh, it is inspired by Matthew McConaughey because he wrote a book where he didn't write anything and he left the pages empty so you could fill in the blanks. All right, all right, all right. Yes, indeed. You are the author of your story, of your journal. In this journal, you will get to know yourself better. And who better to get to know? (laughs) (laughs) Awkward laugh at the end. (laughs) All right, I'll kick it off today. Dear journal, indecision and a lack of control over your days is not a great feeling. So this week, I decided to do something about it. And as Matthew McConaughey would say, you are the author of your story. I've started uh, the Couch to 10Ks of Running program, and it's really going back to basics for me. I never thought I'd need to walk to get better at running. In the past, I would have thought I was way too good for that. But sometimes you have to start again to get back to where you used to be, and that is a lesson that has taken me a long time to understand and embrace. But embrace it, I am. It's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. I love the fact that your exercise duty literally starts at the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where I'm at. No judging. No judging. Uh, Dear journal, I've turned the exercise tap on and it's become apparent I've let myself go a little further than I have in the past. For one, I did some medicine ball slams on Monday and I still feel like my inner thighs have been ripped off my legs and it's Friday. I've also decided to cut back on the bears, mostly because they settle on the side of my back, which is annoying because I wish that fat would settle on my backside because big saddles are quite fashionable at the moment. Sadly, I don't think back flab will ever be in fashion. The good news is gin still seems like a healthy 
um, alternative, mostly because it's clear like water and for some reason that's okay. <laughs> it's like when I drink soda with my alcohol. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> hey, I'm doing a little learning this week. Hey, Journal, this week I've done some learning. I've learned the value of the little things. Genuine little gestures like an unexpected nice text or a coffee with friends or hugging someone or going for a massage that your friend booked for you because she knew you'd say, no, nah, no, nah, I'm fine, thanks. I've learned that you need to ask the massage therapist to repeat herself if you're not entirely sure what she said. I've learned that the phrase loosen pants can sound embarrassingly similar to lose the pants, which can lead to a horrifying way to lose your dignity. I've learned that I can never show my face in that place again. I've also learned that it's probably not my face that they'll remember anyway. You've also learned that nudity can be freeing. <laughs> so. I'm still so embarrassed by that. The Coast Breakfast Catch-Up with Tony, Jace and Sam. So we do this game every morning called The Chasers, right? The Chasers on Coast. Great example of the game today. Uh, you might have been listing. Yeah, you did well, Street. Uh, the Chaser got a five out of five. Oh, I think that was me. Uh, was it? Oh. And we have a little contest between ourselves to see who is the best chaser of the year. And Jace Reeves, well, he has been phenomenal. He has had his name etched on the cup for the last two years as the dad. But the tide has turned a wee bit. But that doesn't mean that we can all not have a, a shocking day. Yeah. We have some absolute clangers. Uh, pressure comes on and you say things that you regret because you're doing it live on radio. And quite often these uh, little memories are clipped up by our producer and we, well, they've brought up quite a lot. That We're reminded of them very often. <laughs> we are. This is how easy it is to beat us with the chasers. What is the main substance used to make crayons? Plastic. No. <laughs> Which singer based his first four albums off a mass symbols? Prince? No! no! What public holiday is next Monday? Uh, Waitangi Day. <laughs> oh, Labor Day! Oh! How many district health boards are there in New Zealand? Uh, 20. One. No, what food store has the slogan, eat fresh? Yeah! So, yeah, it's pretty easy. We played, played every week. That was the stupidest one there. Was I a, think the stupidest one was the person who couldn't ask the questions. The maths. I know about Prince. That's so contentious. That even when I hear it back, poor Jace. He said... What are the mass, a mass symbols a mass instead symbols. of maths? <laughs> it was a pronunciation issue. <laughs> but you know, I took the hit. No, no, no. no but what we want to illustrate this it was morning. Two years ago, is you that that go. We have shocking days, which means you can win the cash on any one of those days. That's exactly so right. So keep on calling. Feel good with Tony, Jace, and Sam's Coast Breakfast Catch Up. Every Friday morning we do this. It's Sam's Week News. Uh, it's weekly news. Just oh, like it's a weekly wrap. News. Yeah. Weekly. Our boss would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do, Stradie. I think we all do. This week in news, it was all about firing and retiring. Ross Taylor called it a day on a monumental career, retiring as one of the best this sport of cricket has ever seen. Will Smith resigned from the academy, but not before all his current projects were put on hold. I think we call that getting a good push. Ashley Bloomfield, Bloom, Bloomfield threw in the towel too. <laughs> Credit where due, but the lights are still red, Ashley. The equivalent of this in the building trade is building a deck without a rail. The job ain't done. Oh. Tiger Woods unretired and is back at the Masters, proving undoubtedly he is brilliant at driving a ball and dismal at driving a car. The food industry was doing its best to do itself out of a job as well. Salmonella showing up in Kinder Surprises. Surprise, chocolate and a week on the dunny. Oh. For, the, for the people that 
that don't have jobs and probably won't, the goon bag has been banned in Australia. Apparently, most Australians consider it one standard drink. And finally, uh, from the we are delighted they left on their own terms file, Meghan Markle tries to copyright a word that has been in the English language since the 14th century. I don't know what archetype means, but I do know it doesn't belong to the Has Queen. And that was the oh, Week in the News. Has Queen. Oh, the yeah. Has Queen. Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace. The Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. I want to talk to you about car key etiquette this morning. What do you do when you get in the car... And uh, you've got your key because historically what you do is you get in the car and you put the key in the ignition and you turn the ignition. And that was a little lovely little home for the key, wasn't it? That's where it lived. But now in modern cars, you don't have to put the key anywhere. It's kind of like keyless entry. So what you've got is a bundle of keys that just flop around the car and have no home. Where do you keep your keys at your home? So like, do you have a key rack? Well, that's a, that's another great question. So uh, that's we've got a bowl. We've got a, <laughs> keys in the I bowl. I bet you do. We've got a key. <laughs> drawer but we've got a key each to the same car so Matt keeps his in the drawer and I keep mine constantly in my handbag. So that's clever, you use both the keys that's good. Yeah, Yeah, that is very smart that that might be, you might have just fixed everything (laughs) right there. Anyway what we do is uh, we have one one bundle of keys for each of the cars and Sarah insists on putting the key bundle in her bag and that causes some problems the first problem being if uh, I'm putting the kids in the cars and she's got the, the keys inside the house I can't start the car. I can't get the air conditioning going. We're sitting in there and it's like 400 degrees in the car waiting oh, for Sarah to come out. I sympathise with that because that can happen in the reverse to me with Matt's because oh, yeah. I don't have his keys. And he never carries his keys if he's in my car. He keeps them in that drawer. Yeah, right. So he's keyless when he hops in. He's keyless, yeah, and that's problem- problematic as well. The other thing that happens to us, because um, you'll stop off at the shops and you've got the kids in the car and Sarah will pile out to run into the shops to get something. But because she's got the key in her handbag... I have to sit in the car with it beeping at me. Oh, that has happened to us. It's happened to us as well. Like, yeah, Louise puts it in her handbag and then yeah. she'll bugger she'll off. She'll, she'll yeah. run out and do something. Uh, it's like, uh, ding, uh, ding, ding. Uh, like, oh, uh, yeah. And you're sitting there going, people think I'm stealing this car right now. <laughs> I can't turn Absolutely. it off so I'll never be able to start it again. Yeah, you can't <laughs> drive away. I don't think the car allows you to drive away. You're just in no man's land. <laughs> yes. So that is, the key, that is the question this morning. Key etiquette. What do you do with it? How do you stop these terrible situations from happening? Is there a place that you put it in the car? Do you go glove box? Do you go centre console? Oh, and have you it don't leave it around? in the car. No. Well, you ha- no, no, I don't mean leave it at the car at night, but I mean when you're driving. Oh, no, nah, you- that's too much hard work. So where do you For put- a girl, you want to leave it in your handbag, and that is going with you wherever you go. So the solution in my mind yeah. is that you both have a key. But I know what men are like. Men don't like bulky pockets. I hate a bulky pocket because so- we've got, already got our wallet and our phone yes, in there. No, it's always in Louise's handbag as well. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Jason's got a man bag. He's all good. <laughs> Get your day started with Coast's Feel Good Breakfast. Tony Street, Jason Reeves and Sam Wallace. Six till nine weekdays on iHeartRadio and all across New Zealand. Find your frequency at coastonline.co.nz.